everybody. We're back. Welcome to another episode of More Than a Title. I'm your host, Jared Thomas, CRO at OTB Digital, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chatty Yo, a.k.a. Pastel Chatty, a.k.a. your favorite CEO's favorite CEO. What's going on, bro? We in the building. I'm happy to be here. That's it, man. That's, That's it. it. That's it. <laughs> so before we begin, let's give a quick shout out to our partners at the Alive Podcast Network. Make sure you download the app to enjoy great content like More Than a Title and all the other podcasts um, they have listed on the show. It's a great app. Make sure you support. Also, huge shout out to the returning listeners and subscribers. Thank you for the continued support. Like, we're growing every single week because of you, and we truly appreciate you. For all the first-time listeners, what's up? Yeah, Listen, yeah, don't, don't forget the word exclusive. <laughs> you always forget the word exclusive. Exclusively brought to you by Alive. Exclusively, you got. Is, you can't forget exclusive. You can't, forget exclusive. You can't forget exclusive. Don't 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 che- don't cheapen the contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, you hear that the business. That's why you're the CEO. Well, you know this. So for all the first time listeners, guys, I'll give you a quick intro. This is more than a title. It's a show about having authentic conversations with some of the best and brightest in business to really understand who they are as a person and how they got there, how to get to where they are, and what are the lessons learned. And today, I- I'm excited, man. This is my second time interviewing this brother. I've gotten to know him. Uh, over the years, early in my LinkedIn days, he's somebody I followed, somebody who inspires me. He creates great content. He's a straight shooter, and he knows his stuff. He knows sales and marketing better, just like the better than anybody I know, man. So he's the CEO and founder of Scaled, which is a consultancy focused on helping global 2,000 brands and startups optimize, optimizing their sales process, people, technology with customized strategies. But prior to Scaled, he headed sales and customer success at, for Chartbeat. Within the first nine months of his tenure, grew annual bookings by more than 300% year over year and nearly doubled monthly recurring revenue. And then before that, he was the VP of sales at Glassdoor, where he expanded the department from one to 40 employees and grew employee direct revenue from zero to over one million in monthly recurring revenue. Crazy. Since Crazy. then, yeah. Crazy. since then, since 2013. Sheet, there you go. There you go, baby. That's we gotta line it up. <laughs> yeah, we gotta line before. them up. And since then, That's you know, good. he's launched scaled and he's been sought after thought leader. It's quoted by Forbes, Huffington Post, also LinkedIn Top Voice. It's a good friend of mine, man. Somebody I, you know, I look up to his content. Let's introduce our good friend Jake Dunlap. Jake! What's going on, What's going on Jake? I, I yeah. need a name like Pastel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you pastel, know, baby. All the other stuff's great, hey, but I like that. Yeah, I need pastel that. chatty, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just, I just want you listeners to, um, before we get on really quickly, understand that Jared said this is the second time, the second yeah. time that we're interviewing Jake, right? So that should tell you how much information this guy has and how many jewels he's about to drop that we couldn't even fit it all into the first interview that we had to bring him back. We had to bring Absolutely. him back. So thank you, Jake, for taking the time to be on the show yet again. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Always a good time. Let's go. Always, always, man. So I remember the first time to give people the backstory. So when I first started on LinkedIn, right, there was few people that that really got me going. I was like, man, I got to take this shit seriously. It was you. It was Chris Walker. It was Dave Gerhardt. It was Madison Butler. It was Quentin Allums. And I just remember you every single day, man. I'm sitting there in my desk in the cubicle like, you you can get you get sales, damn it! I'm, <laughs> I'm preaching this shit to the CEOs, and they're not listening to me. But Jake gets it. Right. <laughs> when you know, you know. When you know, you know. Keep saying it. Yeah, when you, you know, know, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I usually we start with the background, like your background, Jake. How you got into the industry? So, yeah. since we're we're kind of you know carving for time, I would love to know. What was that moment for you when you started Scaled? Because you had a ton of success in corporate and you could have stayed yeah. there and you could have scaled, you could have hopped around and made a ton of money. But what was that moment for you that's like, man, I have to create my own? Ah, this would be a fun one for people. So 
I what I re- I realized after I got fired for the second time, and it wasn't for performance. It was because I what I sucked at was politics. I was oh. not good. I was very good at building repeatable sales processes, understanding shifts in customer behavior, uh, developing leaders, developing salespeople. So all the parts about building a world-class sales organization, I was really, really, really good at. And I realized that I was very fortunate. Uh, I worked at a company called Career Builder back when it was a kind of in its, in heyday, in its heyday. And they, they taught a very smart system that I was able to adapt over a few organizations. And I just said, look, maybe, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a house cat. I think maybe I'm an outside cat. <laughs> like I'm better service to people, not like I love everything sales. I love talking about the science and the repeatability of sales. But why do this for one company when I can build a company that can do this for a lot of companies and apply a lot of the things that made me very successful? Because I think I was always very much a process person. And so I, I'm, I can more easily articulate why I was successful and then how and, and relate that to how other people could be successful tactically. And I knew that yeah. that was something that was unique and realized, you know, why do I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know if this is my path. I never I never thought about like I never thought to myself, I want to be an entrepreneur. It's, it's that's the interesting yeah. part. I never had that itch. Like I want to work for myself. Not one time. Not one time do I remember until I did it was I and, and I kind of had the epiphany of like, you need to do you need to be working for yourself. You know, like you need to try yeah. it. And there's a lot of iteration in there that I can get into too. Let me let me just jump in real quick because I was gonna ask you that because this is very important, right? Most people um, in their life get very comfortable with being a worker. It doesn't matter how many times they get fired, right? They're comfortable being a worker because the work yeah. is so easy. You go to work, you do what you're told to do, you go home. You understand what I'm saying? You don't have to worry about how to yeah. run the company, insurance, etc. So when you when you decided to now take the leap to be an owner, were you a little nervous because you know? I'm not saying you didn't have the education, but if you were coming from a working field, then nine out of 10, you didn't really have the experience of running everything on your own. Was you a little nervous doing that? To your point, I had a unique skill set, right? So Mm -hmm. I knew if worst case, something doesn't happen. Like it absolutely. The funny part is not really. I mean, there were some times in the early years where I got offered some really amazing roles and I almost did it and I didn't. And, you know, that happened the first time for first a few times in the first few years. Okay. Um, but, you know, part of me, you know, the pitch to my wife, you know, was, hey, I can go get another VP of sales job tomorrow. Like my track record yeah. speaks for it. Like, even though, like, gotcha. you know, Jake, Jake might be a little rough around the edges, but I never played that. I never thought about I never once. And, and I see so many sales leaders. I made I made a good amount of money in on a, from an annual and bonus yeah. base, <laughs> but I never built and I tell people this all the time. Even when I made three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a year, I never built a three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar a year lifestyle because mm-hmm. I care more about personal Message. growth. Message. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't let you get away from that, Jake. Couldn't that, let you get away from that. that. That's what happens, man. And I tell you, right. it's like I, what I realized is, I, I, you know, part of that that journey to doing things on my own was that realization about me, myself, and who I am. But also saying, okay, Jake, what's next for you? Well, I'm going right. to get a VP yeah. of sales job at this company for two or three years. And then the next, and I'm like, where am I growing? Like, where am I becoming That's it. Yeah. A better and better and better? Like, is this my life? Yeah. Is this what it is now? Yeah. My life is yeah. going to be to go from VP of sales job to VP of sales job. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That is a very, that could be a very, <laughs> right. very, 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 very lucrative life. But for right. me, growth is so important. And, and what I see happen so 
often. Again, as someone who you know runs a 35 plus person consulting firm, you know, uh, I see, I get these sales leaders, they come and they're like, yeah, I want to do consulting. And I'm like, well, look, as you establish yourself, you might, you might have a month where you can get paid a lot where like, people come to you, but then, you know, the first few people that know that you left, they, it's three or four months later. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like we had a leader. He's like, I only made $11,000 this month. I, I don't know how I can do it. I'm like, are you, hmm. you can't, you can't, you had one month at 11. What kind of life quit. are you he living? He made a quit already. He made what quit. kind of life are you living to where it's literally one month, you know, you're grown, you got kids. One, like you don't like just pursue what you really want to do. Yeah, you have yeah. built a life yeah. to where you have one month at 11 and now you're worried you got to go take another full-time job. And that's what, that's what, again, maybe I was fortunate. It was, you know, before kids, I was, I, I, you know, was probably a little more risk adverse, but I think so many people, they trap themselves in a life that's where money becomes everything. And then they stunt their own growth and then the world passes them by. And I got to tell you, especially Mm. now, man, with chat GPT and AI, I'm spending 10, 20 hours a week, like going down all the rabbit holes of how this is going to impact our lives. And I feel like candidly, I'm, I am going back to the mindset of I'm 22 again, and I don't know anything because what I'm starting to yeah. realize is, man, most of my yeah. knowledge, as as proprietary as I might think it is, ChatGPT can get it like 60 to 70 percent right. And so yeah. I think so many knowledge workers yeah. out there, people that are used to making 300, 100, 200, 300 thousand, now whatever, are going to have to revamp the skill set and, and understand how to how to prompt. And, and how these tools actually work. And so I've always had that growth mindset. And when I see something, I see it clearly. I know how to hard pivot. And I don't hold on to the past. And I think a lot of people out there need to think about, have I built a lifestyle that's trapped me? You know, I've got, I've, I've, I've created too many bills. I've done this, so I can't go do what I want. And, and, mm-hmm. and am I okay from an ego standpoint? And Because e- a lot of that's this is good. ego. An ego to not to be okay not making that for a little bit to go pursue what I want to do to maybe take a small step back life is long okay fine you're 35 36 41 45 doesn't matter so oh now now it's going to be you're 47 till you make it and you're 45 or you're 35 and now you're going to take a step back so you're 38 when you make it like we just think in too short of of timelines and i think like you know it's a very long answer to your question but you know, it's a good I, answer, though. It's I've always thought answer. about yeah, all these answer. variables, man, and that's what allowed me to grow really quickly in my career. Is I took every job that I took was for growth. I took jobs that go. would push me into learning more responsibility and what that role did versus another twenty grand, ten grand. And what go. I saw a lot of my peers do is, man, they probably got to making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year faster than me. But guess what? Three years later. Mm-mm. Topped out. They're, they they're still out. making 150, yeah. 170. And again, yeah. Yeah. that's great money. Do not yeah. get me wrong. $150,000 is a lot of money. Right. Okay. But they, they, they stopped. They, they were so focused on the money that they stopped, were, they stopped putting themselves in uncomfortable positions yeah. and focused on staying comfortable. I've always been an uncomfortable person. I'm okay with discomfort. It's probably why I'm good at sales too. I'm okay with discomfort and being in uncomfortable situations. Um, and I think a lot of people need to, if, especially if you're starting that journey, you know, think about if you've got that in you, because I think that that's something that you have to be comfortable with is that uncomfortableness that comes with growth and mm. making sure that you, you give yourself those opportunities and don't lock yourself into something that's comfortable and you're making money. But, you know, deep down, I know you're not happy. Yeah. I mean, that, that's so rare. There's so many gems that you said on that, man. Yeah. And you know why I, it hit me, man, because 
That's why I started my business too, Jake. So I know when I, yeah. when we first spoke, I was working at the agency, right? So we end up doing we doing we end up doing really good stuff at the agency. We end up closing two million dollars worth of deals without a cold call or email, Jake. We, we killed shit. And I, I've never, if you'd have told me this, I'd be like, you're lying. You know what I mean? But I'm like, it worked. That branding stuff worked. So I got fired from Hootsuite, man. I was a top performer. I still love the people at Hootsuite. We had a great experience. But I start thinking, man, like, what is this about, man? Because I go here. I'm a good seller here. I make new relationships. Something happens. Don't know why. I'm cut out the fold. And I can make money other places. And like you said, as far as the going for money, I've been in places where I've, I've took the bag. And then the product was shitty. And then you're like, ah, oh, now I'm stuck here in this road. Now I'm bouncing around again. So... I just I felt what you said, man, because I did it out of necessity. I had I had to. Sometimes you have to, and, and I'm not talking about those cases. Sometimes right. you're in a situation you have to. Right. But I'm talking yeah. about: Do you need, you know, do you have to have this apartment or this condo yeah. or this whatever? And is the answer like I have to, or my ego says I have to? But and let me let me let me let me, let me jump yeah. in on that a little bit because when you said that, I felt that, but. I look at it like this, right? Like everybody has a different um, exactly. system of what they like and what motivates them. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? You have some people that are just minimalist people. They live a very minimalist yeah. lifestyle. doesn't matter how much money they have. They just like to live a very minimalist lifestyle, right? Yeah. Um, what I believe is just simple. You're going to work this hard, right? So, you know, sometimes like I, I used to go to work and sleep on the job. Like we were working 18, 19 hours a day, 20 hours. A, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying we were sleeping in our cars. When you're working that hard for, for some type of a better life, I believe that you have to have something to keep you motivated, right? To keep you saying, well, I've worked this hard. You know, I might not have gotten the car that I wanted, but at least I got this. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't get the house that I wanted, but at least I got this nice apartment. Something to kind of be like a short-term goal of achievement to keep you motivated, to keep you going forward. You know what I mean? I, I look at it that way, you know. No, sure. Everyone has their yeah. own motivations, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you want, you know, you want to learn a certain skill set and then because you want to travel the world and you want to right. do A, B, great. That's, right. that's amazing. Do right. you, that's not the interesting part for me is the, the reward for me was I was better than people. I knew it. Like I, I, I was up in my skill and not better than them as humans, but better than as Listen, sale. listen, <laughs> toot, toot, let him let him toot his horn real quick. Let him toot his horn. Let him do it. Let him do it. Let him do it. I'm not better than anybody from as a human, but no, it's okay. for me it was I knew I was investing in my skill set. Right. And you mm -hmm. see that investment pay off. And yeah, okay. it's and I know the paycheck here. What I've always known is look, if you put the work in the money will the come. Paycheck's gonna come. It's the money will absolutely. come. The money will come. The money and will so come. I, I think that that was the mindset of like I knew I saw myself getting better. Right. I saw myself, you know, improving. I right. saw myself passing people quickly that had, you know were ten years experience more than me. I'll tell you the story of Glassdoor if okay. you haven't heard me talk about it before. So I'm 30, 30, 30 maybe. And look, I'd been at Caribbean for four years, really successful, you know, career there, and. I think I was employee number 24 or something. They ended up exiting for 1.2 billion later. I wasn't there for that part of it. Um, but I, you know, because I had done the things, okay, I went to Missouri State University, okay? okay. At the time it was called Southwest Missouri State. I got a 2.9 GPA, okay? But between then and my interview with Glassdoor, CareerBuilder offered to pay for an MBA. So I went and got my MBA at Arizona State in 18 months. It was not fun working full-time, MBA full-time. I managed a team. My team was one of the top performing teams. I left being an inside sales leader because I knew I'm like, how am I going to go lead grown ass men and women if I haven't closed Intel? How am I, you know, 
whatever age, how am I going to go tell this 50 year old person, like, this is how you should do it if I haven't done it. So I went in the field, I became the youngest national account executive at 75. So because I took all of these learning, these learning opportunities, when Glassdoor came, we want someone who's a successful, like frontline manager and director, check. We want someone who knows enterprise sales, check. We want someone who understands other parts of business, check. When I got the offer letter, they had forgot, they redacted the offer from somebody else. I knew the guy. I knew the guy. He was probably oh, no. 20 years older than me. Right. And I got the job because I, pre- I didn't know what I was preparing for. Right. I didn't know. And that's how life works. Opportunity doesn't come in these big lumps a lot of times. Right. Opportunity, there's a saying I heard from this guy, I don't remember who. It's like opportunity comes in pieces. And so when I got opportunities to learn and to grow and to take a, a chance to push myself, I took them and then opportunity came. And I think uh, th- that is, and again, your opportunity might, that, that might not be you. Right. Maybe you want to do these other things. But for me, that's what enabled me to move faster than other people from uh, whether it was working in corporate or working for myself and, you know, growing the company, you know, to a million in the first, you know, what, 16, 18 months. Nice. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's an age old saying that uh, hard work beats talent every day. I, I, I tell people that all the time. Hard work beats talent every day, twice on Sundays. So what you did, that's a testament to you saying, I put that work in, right? I knew, I knew eventually I would get the opportunity to showcase what I could do, but let me be ready for it. And when the time came, you kicked the door open. Congratulations to you. I think the real gem, though, is most leaders won't go on the front lines. And that's what made you different, Jake. Okay. That's the key right there, right? Right. Because you you nailed it, right? So a lot of times I'm in the sales roles or corporations and things like that, right? So I have these sales quotas. I'm the type of person that's going to question the quota. Where did you come up with the math? Supposed to be eight times my salary. All these other things and really nail it down. But it's hard to hear how to close Nike if you've never done it. If you're not on the phone with me, you're not helping negotiating the deal. You're not bringing it forward. And you're just coming on the call on Mondays like, Jared, where's my deal? What is the value that you're providing to me as a salesperson? And now that you've done that, now it's, it's easy peasy. Now you know the process from front end and back end, and now you're providing real leadership and everybody's winning. Yeah. yeah it was a that. prerequisite yeah. for me. It was a pre, yeah. for me, I'm one of those people where my power is derived from the knowledge. And so for mm-hmm. me to feel authentic, I had to do it. I, I just, I'm yeah. like, I couldn't imagine becoming a leader of men and women where I didn't, I, I don't have to be the best, but I'm going to, but I understand and I'm pretty, I'm, prof, I'm very proficient at whatever that thing is. And if I'm going to sit there and ask, you know, obviously as my company scaled there, I'm hired people with those skill sets that might, you know, things that I can't do very well. But with a lot of those, it's like, I need to be able to support you. So I need to know what that role does. And so I maybe need to go and retrain myself on ABC right. just so I can be a better support system for somebody. So and I true. still do that to, today. <laughs> and, and again, today and, it's about AI, look, man. Today and, it's and, 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 you, and you can see if they're sleeping on the job. <laughs> <laughs> like then I, I give you a task to do last. Oh, you know what's so hard about it? And then you press two buttons. It's like, okay, I just did that in 30 seconds. Get out of here. Like, you know what I mean? You can, That's now, the hard now, part. Yeah, now you can call bullshit. That's what it is. Now you can call bullshit because you're like, I know your job. I hired I like you, but, have, but I know your job. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. like to have a little bit of yeah. understanding of what it is. And, Absolutely. Um, and best practices because they're everywhere. And I'll tell you, that's a mistake that I made though. I will say that I think as I was scaling the company, you know, making the transition from being a, a domain expert, like I knew sales, I knew sales that, you know, dangerous, like parts of marketing, but not, not my yeah. main okay. thing. I knew sales, I knew customer success, I knew operations. Um, but I don't think I did a good enough job early on as a CEO of getting the right mentors that, that already had seen around corners. 
And mm. so I think early on with my company, the, the, the struggle sometimes with starting a services business is you can do whatever you want. You could dream up a product, you sell it tomorrow. And, my, and, and as a good seller, I was really good at finding those <laughs> nooks and crannies. And, and right. but, but I created too much custom stuff. And I think it really, uh, actually right now we're doing a leadership offsite. We've got some people here in Austin right now. And, uh, you know, it's, it, you've got to really try to hone in on who you are, what you're great at. And, and sometimes that sales brain wants to say, oh, I can do that. I can do that. And, right. and I made that mistake early on. I think I would have scaled the company much faster if maybe in the first three or four years, I could have just said, it's okay, Jake, you're not going to grow by X, but you're right. spinning it. You're getting it tighter. And that would be my other piece of advice for a lot of people who are growing is, get mentors. And, and a lot of mistakes I see is people will just get other mentors who are just more experienced. I say, get a mentor who's two steps from where you want to be. Get a mentor mm. who's not like, you know, runs, you know, for me, it's like not that runs necessarily a 70 person consulting, but runs a hundred person consulting because they can yeah. tell you how they made the transition to here and then the transition to here. Right. And yeah. so that's my advice, you know, to any get mentor. That's another mistake I made early in my career is as I got these new opportunities, I was fine for a while but I didn't get enough mentors to, um, to help me see around corners early enough. And that's another, just, I can't stress that enough. But that can also be an ego thing too, you know, because, um, some people, some people, they're very proud and you know, they, it's very hard for them to ask for help. You understand? As salespeople, it's hard for us. Right. I will tell you, right. Cause you don't want to look like you don't know what you're talking about. You know, especially if you open your own company and now you got to go ask for help. You know, so, you know, that can definitely that, that, be an that, ego thing that can hold you back. That's, that's exactly it. And I don't know. Yeah. And the funniest part is, man, I don't I think it was subconscious. You know, it's like I, I, I consider myself an open growth mindset person. But there's also this pressure when you get to be a VP of sales that it's like, well, that's what we hired you for. That's what we hired you for. <laughs> yeah. You should know everything. Like prof- that's one of the, right, the, odd, right. the odd parts about this world we've created around developing people is, all of our time goes into develop the first few jobs someone has, like training you on this. And then like, as you move to leadership, I-, I was very fortunate. My company had an amazing leadership development program when I first went through it. But once you get to a certain level, it's like, there's no development. It used to, right. people used to have executive leadership and training and, and now companies don't even think about that. They're like, I'm going to hire you. You should have it all figured out. And I think, I think it was part of that pressure too, is I felt right. that whether it was real or not, like, Man, I've got to have all the answers. They're paying me this money. I'm doing this thing, and and I and I yeah, I was not. But, but you 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 nailed on a, a huge problem in the industry, though, right? If it, it's for anybody listening, right, especially people not in the industry, think of it like artist development at a label, right? What they're looking for, they're, they're looking for somebody who's Jay-Z right out the gate, right? They're not developing and honing that person's skills. But the problem is they get to these C-levels, and that's why you see them hop around from job to job to job and opportunity. And that's just kind of how it is. So, you know, it's that's... For me, I look at that, and that's why I don't like playing the game because it's like, man, I, I'm not going to get that opportunity, right? Because I'm, I'm rough around the edges. I'm not like that, right? But then I'll see somebody fail and bring a company down to the ground, burn the ship, and then you get another opportunity at another ship. Yeah. That's and right. Just, Once that's you, and a lot of it is yeah. timing. Man, look, I, I, the opportunity at Glassdoor, as much as I said I prepared, I, didn't, I was not smart enough to know what I actually did. Like I didn't take the job. I didn't, I didn't know it. And a lot of these people, they get lucky. Yeah, again, it did exit for one point. It was very obvious to me, like uh, it, it, this company was going to be successful. Like I, I, I could just had that foresight, but I yeah. didn't realize I'm sitting here at this boardroom. If y'all don't know who Bill Gurley is, Bill Gurley, he's, if you've ever seen the, the WeWork show that Bill Gurley's in that, like I'm yeah. sitting next to this guy who's like VC of the year, two years, Rich Barton, who founded Expedia, Zillow, a whole bunch of other, 
they're all, all in the boardroom. And I'm sitting there. I'm 31 years old. I had no clue. Right. But mm-hmm. yes, part of that was luck. I, I wasn't like, oh, strategically, I'm going to go work for a company that's only funded by top tier VCs. And we had the top. <laughs> right. It was total luck. And right. too many people, I think, like they want to test success to luck or you had one good run. And now to, to, to your point, it's like now this person's minted. Like, oh, look, what they did this and that. And they get a million opportunities when it's like, Dude, you were at that company when it was going like this. Yeah. You know, straight. Yeah. I was at Salesforce from these years. Like, oh, you, you thought the CRM space and Salesforce is going to be number one. Like, you had that foresight. Like, I think we don't, t- we don't pay enough attention to that continued street cred of is this person yeah. continuing to grow, yeah. continuing to push the envelope versus, oh, well, oh, yo, uh, you know, they've done this or that. It's like, okay, well, let, what have let, they done in the last 10 years? Let me ask you this question because um, this is big for me. Um, I believe on-the-job training can be just as critical in development as, a, as you going to a, a state or city university and, and getting an education or, you know, a, uh, an accredited degree, right? I, I myself, I, I, have, I have degrees from school, but a lot of my success came from me teaching myself. You understand? Yeah. I, and I'll give you an example. Like, you know, I did construction for a lot of periods of time, and, you know, we would get these super superintendents that would be straight out of um, college. And they're telling me what they're doing. I'm like, you've never been on a construction site before in your life, right? And they're like, no, yes, I no, you haven't. Because I know what the blueprint says, but clearly you've never been here because you would know that doesn't work. What's we, wrong with this guy? Am I kidding me or what? <laughs> That's how you look at yeah, him. <laughs> no, for real. You know, because um, not, not everybody has the opportunity to get a higher level education, yeah. right? To get a higher level education. So I think it's very important also to, to have programs where you can have apprenticeship programs and mentorship programs, right? Where you can see potential yes. in somebody and give them a shot, obviously at entry level, but they're going to learn the business or the inner workings of your company right off the back as what they need to do, not learn abroad in an educational system and then come to your job and you go, oh, we don't do none of that that you just learned. I got to reteach you anyway. Oh, I mean, that's sales in a nutshell. I mean, right. you think about right. what, you you learn, right. what you learn. I mean, for me, I'll tell you what, what made me successful. I did telemarketing in college, right? I right. needed to pay mm-hmm. my own bills. I had to pay my own bills. You know, and so I, I worked 30, you know, between waiting tables and other, I worked 30 hours a week and went to school full time for my undergrad. And, and it was those skills, the telemarketing skills, See? that when, when I got my first job, <laughs> I was immediate, I already had a year of experience on these people after we, I graduated college. I could, my first job, kid from Princeton sitting right here, destroyed <laughs> that kid. Kid from Clemson here. Right. Kid, I, I massacred because I had I understood. I had, I was learning the techniques, teaching myself. And you're 100 percent right. Companies are not investing enough in people. And I think it's we're in this weird chicken and egg problem, which is well, people are leaving sooner. So so should we be investing as much? And then people are going, well, you're not investing, so I'm leaving. And, and you know, again, it, it, I, I don't know what the solve is for some of this, but I do know, look, as someone who owns a company and runs a company, uh, I know it's my job to invest. And if you leave, that's on you. If professional growth isn't important to you, one of our values is always growing. So we look for people that are always growing because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm one of the worst leaders, and I know this, if you don't have a growth mindset. If you're like, yeah, you know, I come in, I'm real good. There's certain roles where I'm like, yeah, whatever, fine. Like you can be over here, but I don't, I don't work well with those people. And I, I've had like, yeah. I just, cause my mind cannot come like literally it's like two plus two equals eight. I'm like, what do you mean? Like that you don't want to step <laughs> up and improve yeah. or to, you know, but, but again, even if you're working toward work-life balance of, I want to be able to work 20 hours a week, whatever, but, but you have a growth mindset to, to 
put yourself in that situation. You know, like I just can't comprehend the people, you know, just floating. I, I, I don't know, man. I just I, I, I can't I, I, I can't get with that either. I can't. And you know what's funny to me? I didn't realize how much of a similar background we had, Jake. I started <laughs> in telemarketing, too, and was a waiter and was doing there the same go. shit. And, and what made me good in my first sales job, so I was doing reverse mortgages, right? So I'm calling 65-year-old people, trying to get them to take their equity out their house so they could go to That's Hawaii right. if they got no kids or some shit. And it was the craziest sell. I'm making 300000 off the dolly dollar. It was a boom, boom. Next thing you know, when I got into the actual boiler room for ad sales, I was doing digital sales. I was doing banner ads. People are making 50 calls, and they're tired. They're ready to, they're ready to cut, it, cut the day. You know, lunchtime, they're ready to go on breaks and shit. I'm on my 175th call by 1159. That's it. That's how it was programmed. It doesn't stop. I had to get, I had to sell vacation. My job was to get your credit card. You had to pay $35 for three day, two night vacations in these random places to then get pitched a timeshare. And so I, like, so I had to try to convince you to give me your credit card. And it, again, it just, it, I agree 100% with, look, there's no substitute. But again, you got to care about whatever that thing is getting better at that craft. You know, at least for me, that, for me, I find a lot of fulfillment in continuing to grow as an individual. Some other people, they might be like, look, I'm good. I like where I'm at. This is comfortable. I'd rather spend time here. Cool. Like whatever you want to do, that's you. This is, you know, to the point of the show, this is my path. You know, this is how I've got to the point that I'm at. And, you know, I do feel fulfilled. I do feel like I've got the balance that I want and, and it ebbs and flows. Like now I'm all into chat GPT. I'm all into AI. So man, I'm staying up. I'm working a lot more than I had probably in the last like three months because I'm, I'm realizing like, oh my gosh, this is going to disrupt. I run a people services business. I'm like, oh, if it can do this and this. And it's like, I feel like every day I've just ate mushrooms where like my mind is yeah. expanding in like what this can be and what this can, what this is actually going to do and replace is I, I, we, I don't think a lot of people can really fathom it. I would love, I, I, we have to go, I know we have, we're kind of short on time, but I would love if you could give, give us kind of your synopsis on that because you run in the service businesses, right? Most people think of AI as optimizing the current processes, right? So some people think, how can we optimize the sales process, email, whatever this case may be, all those things. So how do you actually see it actually maybe replacing somebody or something like that? Where do you see it going from a sales perspective? Oof, man, Oof. Uh, I know yeah. you're about to go down and we about to, now, I'm ready, man. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the time. I'll tell you this. I'll say, look, it's been, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll go back in history a little bit. Um, it was really interesting in sales, right? For the longest time up until about 2015. I mean, this is not long. This is, we're talking eight years ago. It's not that long ago. Every time I reached out to someone, I was trying to book a meeting with that person, right? I, I, okay. I got to get a meeting with Jarrett. Like that, that's my goal. And so I would write customized things because I didn't have tools that would allow me to like put people in a sequence of activities and do this. It was all kind of like somewhat one off and I'd have to. So sales was, you know, by, by nature, like more customized, let's put it. Then we started to get these sales tools that were meant to allow us to like, oh, you don't have to remember to follow up with. There's another activity that you can then customize later and, and save you all that time. But what they turned into are these kind of like send all emails. And so not only was marketing hitting send all on emails, salespeople and sales development people started hitting send all on emails and account executives are like, where's my qualified leads? And we got very lazy around the sales part of sales. And, and the problem that AI represents, I did a post about this yesterday on LinkedIn. I said, if your job is sending out templated emails that are augmented by AI and customization and personalization and targeting, you will not be employed in the next three years. If your job is running a discovery process and giving a one-size-fits-all demo, 
you will not have a job in the next three to five years. And so if your job does not involve having high EQ and or understanding how to utilize AI and the prompts to write and messing. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm training myself. I'm training myself to be like, okay, this isn't search. Like stop thinking like that, write a longer prompt, do this. And so I do feel like, look, if you are looking at your job and you say, I am kind of doing the same thing over and over again, my EQ is it's okay. You know, I, I've got a, I've got a video I filmed where basically I'm going through ChatGPT and I get ChatGPT to admit it can replace low performing salespeople, it can pro- replace mediocre sales managers, it can replace, like, <laughs> like, because because what does a mediocre sales manager do? They listen to a call and they provide very basic insights. AI can be trained to listen to those insights. They ask hmm. you about your forecast. Oh, where's the deal at? I can, AI is much better than a lot of our guts because we get happy years. We're like, oh, they're sold and all of these things. So I just think like if your role right now, you look at what you're doing day to day is, is overly manual, repetitive, you know, desk job. That's, that's where it's coming. That's who it's coming for first. And then as it gets better and smarter, you know, it's not that good at being proactive, but it's going to get there soon where I can say, okay, actually you told me you sell into this group, et cetera. So typically when you're putting together an account plan, the next step would be this. Um, Do you want the next prompt? Okay, great. Insert the website here and I'll go ahead and pull in all the publicly available information and try to fill out the account plan for you. Mm. Like, I just don't think we can. F- and that, that is, again, for me, this is after like the last two and a half weeks. Just <laughs> like, it can do this and this and this and this and this. And now I just, it's like your eyes are open, you know, like uh, you can see the matrix or something. Oh my but, goodness. So for all salespeople, you need to be thinking about how you can utilize it to optimize your process or it's going to raise up going to be trouble. It's going to be trouble. trouble. <laughs> you know, and, and, and the, thing about, the thing about AI that's really dangerous, um, in my opinion, is because it doesn't get tired. Yeah. Like, now, we, when we, remember when we talk about, seven. right, so now we talk about work ethic. Like, how do you beat a computer that never, never eats, never sleeps, never goes to the bathroom, never takes holidays? You understand? There's no death in the family. Once you take the human element out, this thing just runs. This it thing just runs, runs. That's unlimited. EQ. Yeah, yeah. EQ. That's yeah. why again, what, what it, it it there are subtleties around empathy, but but I'm telling you, if you, the, the funny part is, and it's it can be kind of scary. I think whenever you first have the realization, most of the things that we do in our day to day are really just calm, like are actually like a finite list of things that I could do. So it's like, if I hear a person say this, and this is the context, intuition, if you think about it, is really just a series of like previous experiences, like knowledge gain, current situations and thoughts. Like a lot of how our brain process, I'm looking, I'm not Elon Musk, so, you know, take the, all this with me. <laughs> all good. You know, but, but you got to think it's actually, we actually do, behave relatively predictably in certain situations. And so if you kind of look at that and realize, wow, I really don't have a lot of nuance to what I'm doing. That's what I would think. Is there a lot of nuance to what I'm doing? Is there a lot of nuance to this? Is there a lot of like, you know, there's actually these seven, you know, do I sell a $5 million, you know, uh, logistics solution? Man, that, those are the jobs that are going to be fine for a while. And candidly, all blue collar jobs. You looked at, you know, I saw this list, top 20 jobs being replaced, top 20 jobs saved. It's like, you know, plumber, roofing, you know, like those jobs, those jobs are good. Those jobs are fine, you know, but the the interesting part is when when more and more desk people get unemployed, maybe that's going to drive wages down. Who knows? Who knows where where this is going to go? But look, and don't be, here's the thing. It is what, and that's, again, I'm a big 
black and white person. I, if I see something and it's logical to me, I don't try to get caught up in like scaring and blah, blah. I was like, okay, this is where we're headed. I need to learn about it. Let me learn about it. You know, and that's, that's how I think about myself and my own, like where we're at right now. Like I said, a few, a little bit ago, it's like, I got to go back to being, act like everything I learned does not matter. And I think for a lot of yeah. people, ego wise, it's like, but they can't replace, they can't, you know, it's not me. Sales is always human to human. I go, these are, you are the same person who before COVID said people would never buy a, a half million dollar, a million dollar thing without meeting someone face to face and trusting them. Oh, wait, they did? Oh, the, oh they, they bought 100% virtually a million dollar product? Hmm. So maybe what people want in a relationship with another human right now is evolving. And the way that we want to communicate is evolving. And mm. so I just think, you know, skills that you gain yesterday, you can't be locked into those because our world's changing so quickly. And so, you know, having mm. that growth mindset, I feel like is definitely a helpful skill right now. Yeah, that, that was a that was, that was a drop the mic moment. You think not? That's a, that's a that's message. 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 Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but man, I, yeah. I, I, I swear, I want to I have a part two with you, Jay, because I want to go down Let's that do rabbit it. hole. Yeah. And I also want to talk to you about the creator economy stuff, the LinkedIn yeah. and what, you know, all that stuff. I know we can go down that rabbit hole, man. So let's, do it. let's please, let's please set up another date, man. I'm, I, I'm excited. But man, I just want to tell you face to face again. Thank you for all your support, man. Thank you for everything. Thank, thank you, you for inspiring me, man, because you got me on my shit on LinkedIn. You got me I on my personal it. brand. That's awesome, man. And man, you keep Look going, where you are, man. man. I love and, it. And, I will. And, now let me get one of those shirts, man. And just and just gotcha. un- <laughs> yeah. L- listen, listen. We we got them in different colors too. So if you go to the website, just pick out one that you like. We send it to you. No problem. Let us know All your right, size. Done. But I want to say this to you before you go, Jake. You know, um, Jared is my cousin, and I've I've seen his growth. I was there when he was in BBQs and and as a waiter and things of that nature. So I just want to applaud you and say keep doing what you're doing because you don't realize it, that your message. Um, transforms people's lives, right? So, you know, you can inspire somebody who will then inspire, then inspire, right? And it becomes a domino effect, right? So yeah. your your one your one thing that you did became an inspiration to many people. You can change a lot of families' lineage. So thank you for that. I love that. Yes, sir. My thank man, so Jake. I appreciate part that. two. Look, look, yeah, part, part two, two working on part you. three. And, 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 and the next and the next time you come on, we're going to have a nice little nickname for you too. I got you. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. We can do that. We got you. See you again. Thank you for everybody in the comments. Chat GPT. You can. (laughs) No, no, I'm authentic. No, we authentic (laughs) over here. We authentic. (laughs) Chat can't do what we do. That's right, man. Oh man, man. thank thank you again for everybody that checked in. Thank you for Facebook, the LinkedIn crew. We're gonna see you guys next week, man. And thanks for another episode of More Than the Title, baby.